You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. <laughs> Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Gamers, welcome to Screen Smash. I'm your host, Dan Morris. Joining me this evening, I have Jake Brown. Yo, yo. Nick McKay. What up? And welcome back to the show, lovely Baron. Lovely. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> and over this way is a vowel. No. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? Yo, yo. Welcome back, Thank Baron. So glad to have Thanks you back. You what have you been up to lately, sir? So I've I've done it. I've done the impossible. Uh, I I not I lovingly and gingerly finished Resident Evil Four remake. Now, Can you gingerly do that? No, I was sweating. Um, gingerly pulling the trigger for dear life and panic spraying and wasting ammo. But when I learned that you could just freely run. And you could run and get people in corners and trap them on ladders. And you could just long story short, that remake changed my mind. And I thought it should have been uh, I thought it should have been game of the year. It was my game um, of the year contender for sure. I, I. And of course, it's because it was my first time playing through it. Uh, I never played the original. Um, I always kind of, you know, avoided it. My first completed Resident Evil was the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm fresh into the scene. But that man, freaking suplex, perfect plexing. <laughs> perfect plexing. Uh, perfect plex. Uh, <laughs> the guys are professional. Um Superhumans who are not zombies, they are zombie-like. They are infected people with a disease. Let's get it right, people. One of my favorite reviews I've read for Resident Evil 4 Remake actually said, five stars, you can suplex grandmas. Yeah! That was the review. <laughs> dude, dude. And then, and then when I found out the power of the bolt gun, that was truly everything. And I, I started another playthrough after I beat it 
and I made it back to the uh, to the castle after. Uh, yeah. When you start meeting the road people and the cannons, I made it all the way back to that point. And that's when I stopped, because, of course, there are other games as meaning Valorant. This past weekend, <laughs> I have finished my fourth playthrough on mm. hardcore difficulty in under five hours. Wow. And then I started my man. professional difficulty playthrough. That's my fifth playthrough. Finished the whole Mad game man. in under five hours? Yes, because I used an infinite ammo rocket launcher and blasted the fuck out of everything. There you go. Running through. You know what's crazy? My second playthrough, it took me five times to fight the fish monster thing. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I was over it and I was just sitting there like holding a kid and laughing and doing everything other than paying attention. But it took me a long time to beat it. But the first playthrough, I beat it on the first try. Mm. Um, But I think my adrenaline was pumping and I was trying to win. What difficulty did you play on your first time? Normal. Okay. Um, I always, always play normal, but... I will say that all that game is, is my date with the president's daughter, um, but with with infected monsters. That's all it is. That's for those who don't know, it, there's a Disney movie called My a Disney Original. With the president's daughter. Yes. With, oh, with her. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Um, when did that movie come out? Oh. 98, 2000? Maybe? Yeah, late, late like, 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Fact check. If it's, Fact yeah. check. 98. Now I'm curious yeah. because like the timing for that would have been oh, like Resident Evil. Oh Resident Evil 4 <laughs> came out in 2003 or 2004 originally on the GameCube. I wonder if there's inspiration, well, bro. There's, there's footage That's out so there funny. of what Resident Evil 4 used to look like. The original Resident Evil 4 build was a very different game. And then they like redid the whole thing. So you can find footage of the original Resident Evil 4 looking more like Devil May Cry almost with like way more action combat. And then it came out in 2005. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe they were like, we're going to make that game in Resident Evil or that movie. Because that's that's all it is. It's like, I love this Disney movie. I need to make a video game. (laughs) Shinji Mikami had a sweet spot for that Disney movie. Like Hideo Kojima. I got to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you said that was your first Resident Evil game you've ever played? No, my my first Resident Evil was Resident Evil Two Remake. Okay. Um, yeah, with uh, X out there sucker punching me all day. Um, <laughs> mm. I opened a door and he just cold clocked me. Bow, and I dropped my controller and took a break. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of breaks that had to be taken, but yes, I I really I I get it. I, I get I get why there's so much love for Resident Evil 4. I, I understand. This makes me question. I have the question. I just recently saw this comedian uh, that talked about how he thinks that white people are the only people who do things that are scary for fun. Is that true? Um, I I <laughs> would say that that's funny. I, I've actually heard that conversation, and the, you know, most of the adrenaline junkies are no happen to be of that persuasion. Um. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just, you know, hey, <laughs> I, I needed, I, I needed want, some authentic perspectives. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I'll say <laughs> this. Um, you know, I've thought about parachuting, but the idea of like jumping out of a plane and then having somebody with the parachute on catch me—that sounds crazy. Or like, you know, hey, let's jump off this cliff. And free float, 
all the way down and squirrel suited. Like <laughs> I, the, I'm stressed out on the freeway in traffic. I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't, there's not many, I, I get, you know, I don't need that much excitement, you know, day to day. I don't know if it's environment, nature versus nurture. I don't know. But I will say <laughs> that a video game is more than enough excitement for me. A good, you know, getting an ace in uh, Valorant is in one round, not even the whole match. Just, you know, just a one ace would mm. be enough to carry me for at least four days. So I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, all right. Thank you. Uh catching us up Aaron I'm really happy to hear that you finally made your way through Resident Evil 4 because that's absolutely one of my favorite games I'm glad to hear that you're liking it because originally I remember you yeah. were like lukewarm on it and you're like I don't oh, know yeah. and, but it makes me happy to hear that you're, you enjoyed it because it's easily one of my favorite games and like now I'm like replaying Resident Evil 4 I'm going back I should just reinstall Resident Evil 3 remake to go through that a couple more times I don't know what it is I just love those games but we're here today. We got a couple of topics to get to. We're going to talk about the kind of like mid console life span, half life, if you will, without bringing up that salty subject. And we're also going to talk about the recent Xbox podcast where we got some uh, pretty juicy updates on the state of Xbox after a harrowing couple of weeks on social medias where people were like losing their minds thinking that Xbox was going to like throw in the towel or just give up and start selling their games on other platforms because there were rumors that Xbox games were coming to other consoles. Uh, but that's not true. To get us going, though, we're about three years, a little over three years since the PS5 and Xbox Series consoles have released. And now there are talks from PlayStation talking about, you know, that they're already like looking at the PlayStation 5 as being in the back half of its life. There's the new fresh rumors of a Switch 2 possibly coming out this year. And we already know that there was like rumors slash leaks from the Activision Blizzard deal that mm -hmm. Xbox is working on a refresh. Well, I'll I'll start on the on the on the PlayStation thing. I mean, there was a uh, one of the Sony execs recently said that the PlayStation 5 is entering the latter stage of its its lifespan. Which does make sense because, you know, the, the trend that we've seen with consoles is that a console comes out and it's, it's out for about seven years and then we get a new one. Um, you know, I mean, that happened with PS3 came out in 2006, then we got PS4 in 2013 and then PS5 in 2020. So it just, it seems like it is like we're definitely in the halfway stage of it. And I think what he meant by that as well is that like, you know, sales are starting to slow down because kind of you know everyone's already got one that was going to buy it day one so i think it's it's like you can talk about it being the the second half of the playstation 5 and the xbox series lifespans but i think it's also an exciting time for those consoles because those consoles are going to start to get cheaper and we're going to start to get a lot more third-party hardware for these consoles and things so i think that it's 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 not as new and fresh anymore but i think it's a nice time now that it's like settled i think that we're going to see a lot of a lot of like cool stuff coming out and there's always you know after the three four year mark is when we get like our you know xbox elite consoles and playstation pro consoles so there's always the chance that we could see something there so it's it's it was interesting the way it was phrased and like dan you touched on how like xbox has been kind of people have spreading rumors that like oh xbox is dying and things like that because that's the rumor mill right like as soon as you say something it gets blown out of proportion mm -hmm. so like 
Sony said, yeah, the PS5 is in its latter stage of life. And everyone was like, does that mean it's dead? Does that mean they're going to work on a PS6? Like, like what's happening? Like, why is it dying? And it's like, no, he's just saying like, we're in the second half, mm. right? It's not that uh, we're throwing in the towel. It's, it's, it's just, we're getting to the PS5 is becoming an old man and it's, <laughs> it's good to see. That's so crazy to think about though, man, like 2020, like, like they both came out. I just think it's mm. so weird to talk about like, you know, being in the later stages of life when up until like this past year, nobody can get a PS five unless like scourging through sites, like with the notify me button or whatever. Like, I think that's the craziest thing that we're already talking about, like, you know, upgrading to a newer version of consoles or I don't know. It's, It's weird to me. I know I understand it's like eight year lifespan, but the fact that it's already been three years and like now people can get their hands on it. It just it doesn't sit well with me. So like I, I really don't know what to expect. No, because that's that's very real. Like store shelves are barely being filled with consoles, um, mm. and that's on both ends, PlayStation and you know Xbox. Um, but I, it, it's it's weird hearing that, but then seeing that game development has increased in time. So now you know. Like just the idea of, you know, Starfield, right? We just got Starfield. We're not getting Elder Scrolls six until mm-hmm. midway into the next gen based on this timetable. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it just just being honest, like we're, we're not we're not going to get it. I wonder, especially seeing how long um, the PS4, I mean, we can use the PS3 as a better measurement, how long those consoles lasted. I wonder if we're going to see a longer shelf life with these consoles, especially with the cloud now coming into play with um, even though we know hardware is is what they want. But we, we're living in a world where, well, first off, hardware was never the, the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. It was always everything that came with it. They always lost money on hardware. Everybody yeah, yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. So now knowing that it's more or less, hey, is your Internet good? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> You know, do you do you got the service? Do you, are you in PlayStation Plus? Are you in Xbox uh, Game Pass? Are you in these services? So, hey, we got this pretty powerful machine. Um, we already taught you how to use a screwdriver and in heat paste uh, to put in <laughs> SSDs. Like, so you're already halfway there. Let's just run with this for a little bit. We'll give you a pro version where it has now the SSD is going to be where you just snap in, or you could do an external. Um, well, you know, maybe, maybe that's, I'm thinking that's the route we'll go. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like so much is in the cloud and digital now that the idea mm-hmm. of just let's put out another console chip mm-hmm. shortage be damned. And you know, all of this other stuff going on is, I don't know. I, I, I guess he's just working. I'm not in the room. I'm not in the boardroom. I'm not a money guy. <laughs> I, I just I know when it comes to tech, new is always better. You know, that's that's always the mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. even though the phone we came out with four months ago was the best camera, here's a better camera kind of better one. <laughs> yeah. So I I think that's more or less what we're gonna get. Cause let I mean, yeah, I, that's what I think we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with. I mean, cause like like Dan and I were talking about this story the other day and it was like we were thinking about like yeah we might get like a PS6 and Xbox whatever, whatever they, they call it, call it. <laughs> yeah. in like in like three years or something but like what can they what can they add because like I mean the PS I'll, I'll talk from PS5 because that's what I play on 
that's got 60 frames per second and it goes up to 4k and like got an ssd with super fast load times i'm like what else do you need from a video game console and like you said there's so much stuff that you can play in the cloud now so does it even make sense to sell a new console you know i i kind of start thinking that maybe you start releasing pro versions of consoles or upgrade kits so that you can say yeah you want some more ram maybe your playstation's ram is starting to get a little bit faulty yeah you can flashbacks to the n64 with a little ram cartridge with the ram oh yeah. my god yeah, yeah. Instead of, instead of the 64. Mm. <laughs> i think i got mine for star fox 64. yep that's where i got mine for the red the red thing yep mm. but like a like instead of the necessity of upgrading your console and saying like you know, this, this console is now seven years old and it's starting to get a bit buggy because hardware does eventually run out. Maybe it, maybe it becomes smarter to say, listen, we're not going to do a PS6, but we'll do an upgrade kit as a PS6 kind of thing. So we say you can just keep adding because you can't really change the you components the of the five even bigger. PlayStation. <laughs> like adding modular Oh, oh, good old school Sega for real. Like it's the Mega Drive and everything. Like it's going down. I, I honestly, what I think we're gonna get and it's gonna be super funny is I think you're gonna get a Connect style. Like uh, it's gonna come back and it's gonna and now people are gonna appreciate it. Because yeah. um, it it fits in today's world. Like, could you imagine it connected to Amazon? It connected to Spotify. Connect like it's already connected to all of your things, and it's just going to be now voice activated, like everything else in your life. Like we tried to give you guys with the Xbox I One, the voice activation like on it. Xbox One. Oh, I played Skyrim <laughs> with my Connect. Like I was one of those people. Like oh, I was heavy. Um, so knowing, I think that. You know, we were talking about augmented reality and stuff like mm -hmm. or with the PlayStation 5, it could be a whole unit where it's already pre set up for you to use your uh, it, the PS6 is going to come with your uh, the VR. Like, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. it just I imagine more of these things than a straight up. Hey, this console is just more powerful. I don't I don't picture that because it outside of um, loading times and quick resume, there wasn't a reason to get a series x like you know that was the that was the selling point was hey it looks a little prettier but now there's quick resume mm -hmm. but uh that was that was it and so now knowing as somebody who plays pc i assume we all play pc like am i the only one here no, no i play everybody. pc as well every now and then yeah okay what what could they offer you right now to make you be like outside of the fact that it's just new tech? Because I'm a I'm a tech junkie. I, I have a I quest that I haven't a new used. shiny box. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, look, I have a quest that I haven't used in months. It's right there. Like, so I, I get it. But what I, I remember know. having the same question though going into this generation. I remember thinking the same thing with the PS5 and the Xbox Series. Like, how much better can it be? Like, sure, faster SSDs sure more ram sure like some more features but then there's like ups and downs there too because like i remember when the ps5 first came out we had new features but then we they took away features you know i'm like what happened to my albums what happened to being able to sort games on the playstation home screen like the playstation home screen on the ps5 drives me crazy because i have ocd <laughs> mm -hmm. and i can't sort my games so 
anyways, at least with the Xbox, I like that it stayed the same. But then, like yes. you said, Baron, it added quick resume, and quick resume is awesome. Oh yeah, For sure, I love it. I still, I still shock people. Like my wife was doing my hair as I was playing the game, and then I swapped over to something else, and she looked away and looked back and was like, "Wait, like mm-hmm. it, it just and being in game, like not load screen, not home screen, like I'm playing, and that so that I will, I, I talk, I talk like it's not a lot." quick resume and faster processing is huge. Like, mm. let's not, I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't get a new computer just to get a stronger I seven. Like, uh, you know, so I, I get it. I don't know. I guess I don't know what I'm looking for. I'll tell you what I'm looking for. Oh, there you, like you started talking about like the connect and stuff, like how that will come back. A feature that I loved on the, I think when the Xbox one first came out, I think Dan and I were talking about this like last week or a few weeks back. The snap feature. Do you remember mm. that? Remember how they have the snap feature to where it opens up the little like picture in picture screen? Mm-hmm. Watching Netflix up in the corner while playing a game. That was like the greatest feeling. And it's like, have you ever? I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people tried. I had like my PS3 hooked up in the bottom, <laughs> top right corner and I would play the PS3. It was laggy nice. as hell, but but hey, oh, dude, at the time I was like, this, I feel like I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I wish that oh. stuff would come back. I love that. I don't know why they remove stuff like that, but I, I would love to see that. And I would love to see the connect come back some in like some type of form. Like the connect wasn't perfect, but I, I think they were on the right track I of tech wise. That was one of those things that like Xbox pulled the trigger too soon on that mm-hmm. kind As of thing. Usual. Yeah. And like they, they were ahead of the market. So people rejected it initially. Yeah. That was pretty much the issue that they ran. I've actually written an article about this, how I think that, Xbox did the right thing, but too soon. And that even comes down to like the digital licensing crap that they got when the Xbox one came out. Cause that's what everything is now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Every they're just too They're They always fall on the sword. They take the heat, but then instead of continuing with it, they exit. Yep. Well, it was exit or die pretty much. Cause everybody was basically saying that they were like, fucking up hard but i wanted to double back a little bit to the cloud gaming aspect and i think that this is a big avenue here because to your point baron why do you need a new console when i can literally pick up my phone or my tablet or any device and just boot up a game that's running on some server somewhere i don't need the technology i don't need the hardware i just need a screen and an internet connection which is kind of like the big thing that xbox has been pushing for and that's what they're kind of leading up to and building towards. We'll get into that too. When we get into the Xbox podcast update, uh, I know Sony's working on a lot of that too. They now put out like the, the PlayStation portal PSP, mm-hmm. but not a PSP, but that's kind of like a same thing where you're playing the games without necessarily having to have the hardware. You do need to have the hardware. You still need the PlayStation five, but you can play it from somewhere else and you have remote play and you've got cloud gaming, but it's not, I don't know, it doesn't feel as good on the PlayStation. But yeah. still, that's kind of the future. With cloud gaming, you don't really need a console. What me personally, for the nostalgia factor, I miss the iterations with like the uh, exclusive consoles with like the Gears of War console, the Xbox, uh, Halo, mm. the different versions. Because I used to get those different versions because I thought they were cool. You know, and at least Xbox and PlayStation have kind of mitigated that. Thank you, Jake. With like the skins or the wraps or the panels, yeah, you know those kind I feel of things. robbed. <laughs> no, like 
why wasn't there a Starfield edition console? I mean, that, there was that, a limited one, wasn't there? It was, like it was super they have, like, limited. A wrap or something? I thought they had like there a yeah, there was a wrap. Okay. There was like a, a little, wrap, like a little jacket for your. There was Xbox. a Halo yeah. one too, but that was also <laughs> yeah, like, there was a Halo. super limited. Yeah, no, but like once again, it was a perfect storm of just weird times, and you know, you had tech shortages and whatnot. Like there was a bunch going on that we can't ignore, but it's still it. I'm just old. There you go. I'm old. I like the old ways when I want to be able to go and get the Simpsons console. I want to go get the the Star Wars edition with the C3PO controller. I want the like I yeah, that I, thing want, was I still want beaut. that Star Wars console. Yeah. So it bad. was bro. Yeah. It it had when you open the disc tray, it had a gold inlay and it was like Obi-Wan, your only hope. Like, bro, it was so clean. Oh, that was such a clean. I still console. love my Halo Four Xbox that makes the Halo Four sounds when you turn it on and turn yeah. it off and open the eject tray and stuff. Like I love See, those little things. So like beautiful. That. It's the little stuff, and you know they haven't given up on the controllers, thankfully. Um, which you know I I didn't know you could keep coming up with so many designs, <laughs> but um, but. I feel like, where's my console? Why do I have to win a raffle against the whole world? Right. To get a special edition console. <laughs> to get a special edition console. <laughs> like, gotta, yeah, like, it'd be different if they, hey, we got uh, a thousand in your county or your state. Like, I'll take state. Like, it, But I gotta compete against the world? <laughs> yeah. Now that's Dude, the, it's a double-edged sword because we're talking yeah. about the you know the future of consoles and the future ends up looking more and more digital. But with that, it limits how much we're gonna get for physical options when it comes to games and consoles. Mm-hmm. As we're like, we see the physical hell, hell, games. Hell dying. divers too. Hell divers too. This was a this was hard to get. Mm. Um, I didn't I, even know they made physical copies. I didn't either until I saw that Target the other day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, this was hard to get where I live. I seriously. I called GameStops. They were like, I sold, it was a big weekend. I sold my last ones. I don't know when I'm getting shipment. Best Buy was doing like, um, they, they were like weeks out. It was like, oh, we may get them in March. And like, it, it was hectic. And funny enough, I went to a Walmart, random Walmart near my job, walked in at six in the morning and there was two copies, two. And I was like, holy crap. I wanted this physical something. I, I like physical double A's and I feel like we're they're the double A's and mm. Indies are going to make me want to like run down to my target and see if they still have that copy. No, on the you, shelf, you like, should, <laughs> you know, you should. I'm serious. You should. Um, that I don't know. It's just something about it. Like, I like physical you know, games. Like I still, I love, I, I love buying physical games. I love collecting physical games, even to the point yep. now where similarly for me, I had pre-ordered grand blue fantasy for the PS five a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The day it came out, they didn't have my pre-order. They never received them. They didn't get shipments. And they were they didn't have them coming. Like, they checked. They're like, oh, it's not in our system. We don't know when it's going to get here. And I'm like, are you telling me I pre-ordered a game? I'm not the only one that pre-ordered it, but you didn't get any of the copies. And I was like... Did you go through GameStop? It was GameStop, yeah. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> after what happened, because this is the third big title that I've heard about with them. Remember, it happened with Resident Evil 4. Mm. And then I forgot the game before. There was a collector's edition that they fell short on. Yeah, I was worried about I, that because I had that Resident Evil 4 collector's edition pre-order too. And I was like, oh. I, I only go, I don't, you know, I'm not sponsored by Best Buy or anything, but I go through them because they are, I have yet to run into an issue where I didn't get my collector's edition. Well, the problem was like Resident Evil 4 was exclusive. 
to GameStop. <gasps> you couldn't get it anywhere oh, else. Oh, that's evil. Yeah, that's the worst part of it. It was it was Is umbrella running. Is umbrella like <laughs> running? It, that so that's plan. Bro. How do you let, mm. nope? I'm not going down this road. No. Nope. Okay, before we nope, move on to the next subject, though, I wanted to at least hit on this. I don't know if you guys are going to have an opinion, but Switch Two rumors. Do we think we're going to get a Switch mm. Two finally? Nope. When mm. did the first one come out? So 2017. Oh my god, it's been a hot minute. The issue is Nintendo knows what they're doing. Nintendo can continue to do what they're doing, and nobody's oh, going to bat an eye. They're at still going to sell hundreds of millions of physical systems yeah. and physical games, and they're doing whatever the fuck they want, regardless of what yep. anything else we're but, talking about. Yes, it could come out, but it's not needed because people are still willingly like they're still going to throw yeah. money at them for anything. <laughs> I just this. So, I mean, is, like oh, my 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 biggest question on that is like, how does how does how does the switch do in the AAA game space in terms of like, doesn't like, matter. Obviously, like, like, like what I mean is like, it, that, that's what I'm going to say. It's like, it doesn't matter because like, obviously we know how bad Mortal Kombat one was on the switch, but does Nintendo even care about sales of games like that at all? Probably not. Because they only care about their, their internal they, studios. They've got their first party stuff that is still, I mean, they've got games that look like, you know, like they you get your PlayStation sell. Xbox fanboys that are like, oh, that game looks so terrible. Look at the graphics. And I'm like, like anyone who has a Switch is like, we don't give a shit, dude. It doesn't have to look like a AAA game. We just enjoy playing Switch. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the Switch console is that you can, it's like far and away a million times better than the PlayStation Portal. And I say that as a PlayStation fan because the Switch has controllers you can take off, you can plug it into your TV, you can take it with you anywhere, and you don't have to have a, another console. And everything. The Switch is an incredible piece of technology that I wish I wish I could like get myself. But like, it's it's not like it needs an upgrade. Like that's what's so great about it is you can play mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, and you can be like, this is fucking rad, and I love this game. Like it doesn't need to be upgraded. So All I need is more games Switch, on the dude. Switch. Honestly, that and, <laughs> and remember the streaming was a great thing that they were practicing. Mm. I remember back when they first did that with Control and Hitman. If I'm not mistaken, those were the games. The Witcher that, Three, uh, one of the first ones too. They ported, like. they ported the Witcher Three onto mm. there. You could buy physical and play Witcher Three. It doesn't look horrible docked, but you know, but mm. still, it's. I'm not a graphics junkie, so that's not my thing. But I will say this. Um, this is the company that sold us cardboard boxes and it sold and pe- it sold well. Like <laughs> yeah. people people bought boxes and with strings attached and went into GameStops to buy boxes to play. So this is that company. They can do anything. I, I don't even yeah. yeah, they they work in a different galaxy. See, like, like, alternate reality. To go, double back on what Nick was saying too, like when you talk about the the Switch, just kind of like Nintendo can just do whatever it wants. Like they're literally selling, and one of their top selling games to this day still is a Wii U game that they ported and they just keep churning that out. They still sell like every year, every bundle, every Christmas, it's Mario Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. Yeah. That's a Wii U game. Yeah. yeah. It's a Wii U game. Yeah. It's yeah. a generation old, and there's it's still one of their top selling games. Yep, and you, I'm because it's so good. And then you just get new generations of people. Like I had a Switch. My kids got old enough to enjoy gaming, and I got them Switches. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, it's just it. it 
I mean, I still got my 3DS, my DS, my Advance, my I I got I think my Game Boy is at home with my parents. But yeah, like bro, it Nintendo just they don't, they don't work. They don't have to do anything. They don't have to do anything. Like I really don't, dude. I'm that techie that I wouldn't mind an upgraded Switch because, like, yeah, I lo- I'm course. loving Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I'm finally playing Tears of the Kingdom after it being in my backlog all year last year, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, oh, it looks great, it looks beautiful, but holy crap, do I get some like really bad slowdown and the frame rate just plummets sometimes, and I'm like, oof, this is like the rough part, roughest part of this game. So, like, I wouldn't mind a slightly beefier version of the Switch that can handle games and play them at a little bit smoother frame rate. And that's all I would need, honestly. Like, I'd be happy with that. I mean, I'd like, I've, I've never had Nintendo consoles ever, but, like, if if I would have kind of, if I was a Nintendo person and, and I'd be like, I want Nintendo to come up with something new, honestly, I think it'd be dope to get a 3DS too. Hmm. Mm. Like imagine what they could do with like the 3DS now. Cause like I remember the jump to 3DS. I used to work in promotions and I used to do promotions for the 3DS. So they would give me a 3DS for the weekend and I would just have to go and promote it. So I would literally just be playing Street Fighter 4 the whole weekend huh. on my 3DS. <laughs> it was so amazing. Like imagine what they could do with the 3DS now. And like they could add like maybe more augmented reality stuff. Like I think that would be cool. So I, if Nintendo is thinking about new hardware, I'd look at a new D, at a new DS. I mean, or just look, a, a look, Switch 3D or whatever. You know, it's already a portable. Like, or or what did he say? The um, what did Ryan McCaffrey say? The Super Nintendo Switch. Hmm. Like that's all they gotta call it. <laughs> yeah, and Super it would Switch. be, it would be a whole Super run. Switch. That's what I want. The Super oh, Switch. Look, I I just but but think about what you just said. Like that goes back to like almost a return to the past to bring us current. Like oh, you know, you, you connect, <laughs> but but not even just nostalgia. It literally is the world we live in now. Like everybody, like that whole. It's funny because you could give the whole presentation for the Xbox One release today, and it would be a home run. That's mm. the craziest thing. It'd be a complete home run, and then just include like uh, I don't know, uh, six six months of HBO Max or whatever. Like, but like. <laughs> The, I mean, heck, I got Crunchyroll from Xbox Game Pass, so no, no, no we're not doing it. No, <laughs> no. I would just love the option for Nintendo. I hate that they don't have a virtual console and that they, they put it behind a subscription. Mm. I hate that. Mm. I wish you could just buy those games individually. I would love that. But like, I, I don't want to pay 50, what is it, like 50, 60 dollars for a the 64 expansion pack. Like, can I just buy you know Donkey what I, Kong 64 mm. or Paper Mario? Like, can I just get that instead? Mm. I, I I hate the subscription now. You know what I hate even more is that PlayStation adapted that same model with the PS1 classics. I mm. hate that. That drives me nuts. They have Resident Evil 1 as a PlayStation Plus game that has achievements or trophies, I'm sorry, but you can't buy it. You have to have the PlayStation Plus premium membership to play it. And that drives me crazy. Yeah, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can't buy it. No, you can't. No, no. Checked. <laughs> this. This is why they're actually, from what I understand, these are some of the reasons why that big lawsuit in the EU is going on with uh with PlayStation because of the them being the only storefront and then having everything locked. Like I can't. I don't even think I could buy you guys a game through the store and send it to you. Mm, like I have to send you credits. Yeah. <laughs> like, but this is like. You you're the only storefront. 
I can't buy your product anywhere else. All I can do is buy your codes, not your codes, your your credits to spit. Yeah. And then then you do situations like that where you don't even sell me the product that you only have access to. Mm-hmm. Nuts. Nuts. So is that is that a thing for for Xbox? Can you buy a game for someone else? Yeah, you can gift games on yeah. Xbox. Uh-huh. Steam and do you Steam have like to have Steam. an Xbox account to do that. Uh I think I don't know. I've never done it. I've only done it through Steam. I've had an Xbox account this, for this 25 years, so it's hard for me to say if you wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to. And like cuz this is the thing like I, I thought I mean this was for PlayStation, but I thought it's so frustrating. It's like my dad I think it was two, like two years ago. Um, he was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" Right? And I said, "Like uh, Horizon Forbidden West that just come out." And I said, "Like, dude, this game. Like, if you could buy me this game, I'd be like, oh, this would be amazing." And he's like, "Cool. How do I do that?" And I was like, <laughs> uh, "Okay, let's." Because he lives in another country. He lives in, in yeah. uh, so like it's difficult for mm. for like he can't just buy it and you know bring it to me or something. Gotcha. So I said, "Yeah, let me have a look." And I researched for like four straight days how can like someone who doesn't have a playstation account and stuff like that how can they like buy me a game and why is this not an option for someone to go onto playstations or even xbox i don't know if xbox does this no it's you don't have to have an account or anything but like you go onto playstation's website and you say i'd like to buy this game for someone else then you purchase it and you get the 12 digit code and then you can mm-hmm. give it to someone because the code is it's it's not like you need to have accounts and things like that. You just get see the code. now I can hit on this because when I worked at GameStop back in the day, there was a time when people would come into the store and they would buy digital codes and games for people and would print it on the mm-hmm. receipt. And mm-hmm. then they stopped that. Sony specifically stopped doing that. And people would come into the store and say, I want to digitally buy this game for my friend, family member, loved one, whatever. And it would be like, oh, sorry, we can't do that anymore, but you can buy the currency. And they're like, I don't want to buy the currency. I want to buy them the game they want because I don't want to just give them money. Mm -hmm. I want to buy them the thing that I know they want because it means that much more. And it's like, Mm. that's not an option anymore. It's just gone. I mean, that's that's how we had to do it was uh, I had to get the the currency on the store. That's how I got the game. So I still got the game at least. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, that's like it, it feels like a massive oversight in you know the the biggest focus of gaming right now is digital gaming mm. um so it just seems like it's it's such a silly thing so for xbox if you if if like it's your grandmother and she's not mm-hmm. tech savvy can she just go into xbox.com and be like i'd like to buy this game for I, doubt it. I feel like you could but i can't say for sure i just feel like you could. Yeah. We're, ta- we're talking about microsoft here like they definitely want to accept your money any way possible um mm. But but let me oh, let me see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I know for me, I, I didn't realize it until it got pointed out. Oh, I want to say it was a couple months ago. There was a a lawsuit that was coming about, um, and I didn't realize how much of an issue that was. Like, and then hearing that example, that's frustrating. Like, that's to a point to where sure. I would just give up and be like, yeah. I actually I had an issue buying the phys- the co- the console version of final fantasy 14 or mm. uh, um i had a major issue where i ended up having to buy it multiple times because i clicked the wrong version like i bought and then i messed up my subscription because you know how you're supposed to be i don't know if you guys play final fantasy 14 but you, uh, now you could get up to level 75 for free but i messed that up with my account because of the way i purchased it on playstation 
Um, it's also a tricky thing with Final Fantasy because I've had issues with Final Fantasy 14 too, okay. where I mistakenly bought an upgrade or a new yeah, thing, but it, 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 it activated uh, like a new service account, and then I had to call uh-huh. them and they have them merge the service accounts because I didn't oh, know. See, it was a whole. I didn't want to go through. I did not want to go through all of that. Like I was like, eh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, let me see. I'm trying. Oh yeah, I don't even. I'm not even logged in on Xbox, and you just have to set up a Google or a Microsoft account and you can buy as a gift. Like you just click buy as a gift and Mm. yeah. It it just Mm. seems like such a silly thing that I don't know why PlayStation doesn't do that. Because I mean like so so, to explain the process with with this I I said to my dad I was like okay this is the game I want and there was no way to buy it like for him to buy it for me online so I was like cool just buy me the currency. Um, and then he wasn't able to get the currency in my, because it was also region locks and it became like a whole thing. And then he wanted to buy the currency on like our, it's like South Africa's version of like Amazon. It's like our, on like our website buying place. Uh, he's like, no, cool. I'll just buy the currency through there. Cause that's the little thing. And they don't sell the currency. You can buy memberships and subscriptions, but they don't sell the currency. So it was like, how do we do this? Because sending, just sending the actual money overseas is like expensive. So we found a long way around it. And basically uh, like one of his accounts, like he just sent me the money and I was able to buy the game. But I was like, what a mission for my dad to like, just buy me a gift. You should never make it that hard for people to spend money. To spend money. (laughs) Trying to sell a game. And it's not, and it's not just like, oh, some random game. This was Horizon Forbidden West, which it came out like a week before that. And it was frustrating. And it just, oh man. Like it really should be, you, you should be able to go onto Sony and be like, I want to buy this game. Give me the code and then you could just send that code to someone else. I even looked into that for like Should doing promotions easy. for our show, like to gift games and like you just can't, you can't do it through you Sony. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah we mm-hmm. ran into that too. It's always, mm-hmm. we'll send you a gift card or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, um, we're, in that, we're in that digital age of gaming. I feel like it needs to be as easy as it possibly can be because it is ridiculously easy. On my phone, I can buy a game and then click download. And as soon as I turn my PlayStation on, it starts downloading. I mean, that's so easy. It should be easier in other respects as well. But yeah. Speaking of easy, I'm going to segue into our next topic, which is the Xbox podcast updates that we got last week. They talk about a lot of features with Xbox, many of which that I agree are also extremely easy. And that's one of the things that I really resonated with from the show. So I'm going to go do do a quick little breakdown of pretty much everything they talked about. Kind of hit the hot points. You guys jump in whenever you want. Um, but essentially, for those of you who didn't catch it on the Xbox podcast last week, Phil Spencer, Matt Booty and Sarah Bond sat down and uh, talked about updates on uh, Xbox that are coming up in the future. This is off of a hot, hot couple of days on the internet where rumors had come out that Xbox was porting some of their games to other platforms, most notably, of course, PlayStation, and the internet just imploded on itself. Um, So thankfully, Xbox came out to set the record straight and give us the lowdown. So starting to show off, the first thing they talked about was the rumors because they were like, yep, we got to nip this in the bud and talk about it. So they basically were saying like, listen, the rumors aren't completely false. But essentially what it comes down to is there are four games of Xboxes that they're going to release on other platforms. Other platforms, keywording that they used. 
Um, they cannot say which titles they are at this time because they feel that it's better to let those teams announce their games specifically. They also went on to say that Starfield and Indiana Jones are not going to other platforms. Those ones are staying on Xbox. Um, there are the rumors of the games that are going. Uh, most notice, notably are Hi-Fi Rush and Pent... Pent... Pentiment? Pentiment, that's one. Thank you. Pentiment. Those are the rumored uh, two that are coming out. Uh, they also did say that two of the other bigger games, uh, they were saying that the criteria for these games are that they're at least a year old. They feel that those games have done as much as they're going to do on Xbox and they want to give them a bigger audience. So that's why they're looking to push them out to other platforms. Um, they said that these are community driven games. They're newer games uh, and that they're franchises that they want to continue to invest in by doing this, by putting them out there. And I think that's very smart. Like we can go back to Helldivers. Like why wouldn't you want Helldivers to be playable on other platforms? Like especially the where it's doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Helldivers exploded. Like it's super popular now. Mm. And there's now a petition I mean, from Xbox gamers to get Helldivers on Xbox. <laughs> I don't know. But it's, it's, happen, it's like as you as you said that like uh, those two bigger games, you said like they're at least a year old and now we've done what we can sales wise with them. We want to put them on other consoles. Why are we not doing that for all exclusives? I mean, I remember when Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, that was an, an Xbox timed exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, ah, I really want to play this. But I was like, okay with it. I was like, cool, Xbox, you can have it for a year. And then they released uh, like the 20th anniversary edition for PlayStation. It came out with all the DLC and stuff like that. And I'm sure Xbox profited massively from the sales on that because it was exclusive for a while, but then I still got to play it. And I'm like, why are we not doing this? Like I'm all, I I understand the idea of like exclusivity and saying like for PlayStation to say God of War is only a PlayStation game for Xbox to say Starfield's only an Xbox game. Like I get that, but games that are smaller, like why can't we see Spider-Man go over to Xbox? You know, it's not necessarily like a Sony mascot type of game. So why can't we see that make the move over? You know, it's it's done it's done everything it needs to do in terms of its sales. So I'd say give, like give it a year and then maybe start releasing it on some other platforms because you'll make more sales and you'll get your games that everyone loves to more people. Yeah, and this is a point that Phil Spencer actually touches on during that podcast about like it's okay to have your big mascot like staple games as your exclusives, but not every game needs to be an exclusive. Mm -hmm. And I think where you're coming from, Nick, that there's this weird rhetoric people get in their minds that they feel like exclusivity means health and positivity within the zeitgeist of the console. Because here's a little anecdote. I went down to target the other day and I was looking at the Xbox wall. I was checking out this cool halo master chief helmet. And this Target employee comes up to me and asks me if I need help. And I kind of like just BS with him for a bit. And I mentioned how I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of sad to see that this physical games are kind of dying down. And he goes, yeah, I wonder how long Xbox is going to be around for. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, they seem to be dying off. I'm like, what gives you that idea? And he goes, well, when was the last time they shipped an exclusive? I'm like, Starfield? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I forgot about Starfield. He's like, but that came to PC. And I'm like, but PC is Microsoft. And it's still theirs. They still published it. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. That right there tells you that this is like, if this is an average person, the average consumer, they have such a skewed 
idea of what's actually happening as well as what exclusivity means. To him, exclusivity is like, oh, the system's dying, even though he's like out of sight, out of mind. And he's not taking this game like Xbox's whole thing is that they're pushing their games to every platform they can. Because that's a win for them, no matter what, whether it's exclusive or not. A little bit of a danger. You're, ra- you. <laughs> you're, you're rational though, and, and you, you're making too much sense. I'm sorry. Let, let's be no, but but let's be honest. Um, it, it is about a feel. As much you know, we could talk numbers all day. We can talk about how successful. Uh, literally, Microsoft is, if not the biggest, the richest company on earth. Not in the U.S. Not in the U.K. On Earth, <laughs> and we're worried about their video game console. Like it, like th- this is, and it, it's, a, it's, it's even to the consumer. Cause normally you can just tie things to, ah, it's the echo chamber. It's the heavy duty gamers online who buy five games a month. No, that guy you were talking to probably buys three games a year. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. th- you, you know what I mean? And he thinks Xbox is doing bad. So that on paper means Xbox is doing bad. Mm. If the general consumer thinks it's dying, it is dying. Like that, that I mean, what? I don't care how successful you are behind the scenes. Like it, when it with something that's, um, I guess, as social as this, because gaming is very social, especially now. Mm-hmm. It, having a big pop portion of the of the social gathering tell you that this is whack. It's weird. <laughs> Tinfoil hats on tinfoil hat but it's yeah i'm done i'm done tinfoil hat yeah i mean i definitely can see it both ways like i understand that like you have to have your exclusives to sell consoles i mean because like if 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 you can play uncharted on xbox you can play halo on playstation you can play all these games on the same console what what are are we paying for what are we buying an xbox for what are we buying a playstation for features mm. am i buying an xbox solely for quick resume am i buying a playstation just because it could run smoother or something I, I i understand where it comes from that point but it's also like i i feel like it's a lot of i'm gonna take my ball and not share it with anybody <laughs> you know what i mean like and i think microsoft is like kind of like how we talked a little bit earlier about how they're kind of ahead of the game they're they're trying to be that peace offering of going hey Nobody really wants to budge and kind of share games. Like let's let's extend the olive branch. You know, I mean, let's do it. I mean, yeah. It it, but it gets destroyed by like communities and fanboys and stuff, and and that's what I hate. It's I I have both consoles. I don't care where I'm playing my games. Honestly, I just want to have fun, fun with my friends. That's it. Give me the next fable or something. That's, I, I mean, that's that's exactly the point is that you talk about the like which console should you buy. Both consoles are to to make a very loose argument. Both consoles are pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. You talk about features. You've got quick resume on on Xbox. That on PlayStation is called resume activity. You know, there's there's like they're basically the same experience in terms of their hardware and performance. So I, I've always loved the idea that there's like a mascot series for a game. So I want to see Uncharted, The Last of Us, God of War mm-hmm. as PlayStation exclusives. But there's other exclusives that I'm like, why, you know, we can start to shop them out and say, cool, we've done our sales thing on it. Like, I think we need to bring bring back the timed exclusive thing, man. I think that that's, yeah. 
that's the way to go. Cause then you still get that exclusivity bonus of like, we can get people on our consoles playing this and we can make the sales, but then it's available to everyone. So I do have to say, it's a big up to Xbox to say, to extend that olive branch, mm-hmm. like you were saying, it's good because that's where gaming needs to go. Because instead of trying to compete and always trying to sell, sell the consoles, just like, let us play the games, mm-hmm. damn it. And that's why, like, if you look at it from Sony's standpoint, like as like a, a financial sales standpoint, like what what is it? They're selling uh, the PlayStation compared to Xbox like two to one or something. Yeah, probably at least. <laughs> you were selling way more consoles than the Xboxes. So like, why would you open up the floodgates of your exclusives to Xbox to where now you could be driving down your sales from systems? I mean, I guess maybe the games could be bought more. I don't know. I, I, I don't know how that would Whoa. look on, on paper, you know? Like the numbers. Well, the, the whole thing I remember a while ago, or at least that came out during the the whole Activision lawsuit thing, was um, that the the games aren't selling as well as they you would think versus the console. And this is okay. I have an Android. Chances of me going to Apple are slim to none. Not not due to I don't know call it brand loyalty call it whatever but it just I've been with Android for so long but get the way the way you're giggling I'm assuming you have Apple yep and you'll never switch to Android right I just know this, I know this conversation really well because I used to work at like Best Buy and Verizon no too, so. but but no but this is so knowing knowing that we live in that space it's easy to see with the gaming and the thing that sucks about gaming is. The inch, the it's not an app that's holding you back. It's literally the whole entertainment itself as the game yeah. that's holding mm-hmm. you. Like that's so crazy, right? Like it, it's not like there's this one magical app that iPhone has that's I just can't get. No, it's a whole experience. It's a whole twelve to twenty four hour experience that I cannot access unless I go buy that phone or that console. Like yeah. that, like that's. That's but a great, crazy, yeah. Mm. But but this is, and I don't, I don't think Sony's gonna gonna go both ways. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they'll fully after that hit. I think they saw a hit when it came to MLB the Show, mm. especially when it went to Game Pass. It'd have been different if it was just available to play on Xbox, but to be in Game Pass, and Day that one. was a. That's a big tick. Mm-hmm. That was a big ticket game for PlayStation. I know plenty of baseball people who, because let's be honest, it's the only real baseball experience you're going to get in a game. Yeah. You're going to buy a PlayStation to play that. You're, but where PlayStation really like, look at what happened with Hogwarts Legacy. You know how many people went out and bought PlayStations because they thought that was the only way you were going to be to get to play Hogwarts because people thought it was an exclusive. Yeah. That's the thing, too, is people get this weird idea that games are exclusive yeah. when they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not marketing, marketing, marketing. And when it nowadays, when it comes to gaming, when you think gaming, you think PlayStation like the average person thinks PlayStation it used to be Nintendo. Now the word is PlayStation. When I go into GameStop, when I see somebody buying a console, every time I see somebody buy a console, this is just me personally. It's always a PlayStation and they're always holding that rinky dink box from the bottom <laughs> and the GameStop employees always telling them, hey, hold it from the bottom because it can't break. The box is dinky. I don't know if everybody. Well, we it's all a heavy have a box with a rinky dinky yeah, little hinge. It's a dinky box, man. Come on. But every time I see somebody buying a console, they're walking out with that. So 
every so everything around gaming for the general consumer, in my opinion, has always been it's PlayStation. So why would mm. PlayStation be the one to? They've got the monopoly on it. That's mm-hmm. kind of the issue is that PlayStation have got the monopoly. So they, they have no real incentive to say, well, we're going to share our games. We're going to make our so consoles the more portable. Now. They don't need to do any of that. Xbox is getting bigger as a publisher now, though, because Xbox has got dozens of games being published on PlayStation and on Switch. So they've got mm-hmm. big, big games like Minecraft. They've got you know Call of Duty now. Like They've got all the Activision Blizzard games under their belts now. So they're publishing all these games. So when you're playing those games on PlayStation, you're buying and playing an Xbox game. You yeah, might not know think, it or think, think, think about that it. That's not going to be. Do we think that's not going to be the focus then of Xbox? They'll it, go the way of Sega and so, say we're not going to make consoles anymore. We're and make that's what I've been waiting to get to. Look, can, can we okay I, i'm going off track and tell me to stop please if i'm going too far look look at who we're dealing with people we love xbox but we forget xbox's parent company is microsoft this company has its software embedded in almost every computer on earth yeah once again earth not not us not uk not you earth you go just about anywhere on the planet and you boot up, you're going to see Microsoft OS. This company is the parent company of this gaming console who's talking exclusivity. Posh, posh. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you, like, what are you talking about? What do you mean you only want to have your software in one place? What? And we have the capability of putting it everywhere? What? And we're not? What? And let me tell you, tinfoil hat time. <laughs> This is why I honestly thought things were crumbling only because of who we're dealing with. We're dealing with the company that fell off from the HoloLens. We're dealing with the company that killed off the Windows phone. We're dealing with the company that got uh, that fell off with the connect and being able to hold home interactive system and Cortana and all it is when now that is our world. So instead, like they are always too early. And too like they come in too hot and too early and it causes this ruckus and then everybody's like no this is stupid and then all of a sudden five years later (laughs) it's the it's the norm everybody loves this what do you mean you don't talk to your console what do you mean you don't order your milk from your uh from your little (laughs) device that's connected what you you call you don't use the app wait you don't have a remote control that you talk to and tell your tv to do things what (laughs) what how silly of you what caveman is what what but no but that's and that's why tinfoil hat i honestly thought it was going to that route the sega route i was like because if it okay final point i'm gonna be quiet about it if it's purely about making money it makes the most sense. You lose money on consoles. You only market your controllers. I slowly think you only market your controllers. When's the last time you've seen a commercial for the console and not Game Pass or a controller? I've seen, I don't watch TV. Uh, so. point. No, point. no, but but this but this is mm-hmm. like I'm talking. Let's put our general consumer hats on. You're not selling me your console. PlayStation is, and that's the difference. And that's why that's I don't a think the point. PlayStation mm. at the end of every commercial, it says PlayStation, and then you see the picture of the console, and then you see the console. 
and the controller, just like this. It's all pretty and neat. And <laughs> mm-hmm. They put mm-hmm. it in your face. Get the console. Get the console. Xbox don't care. But that's just it. Like that's the difference between the two companies. The PlayStation's console is their baby. That's their money yep. maker. Whereas Xbox, their money maker isn't the console. It never has been. It's never yep. been from the beginning. Never. The Xbox has always yep. lost money, always. But that's where we can get into this. Like so, the bullet points oh, yeah, exactly sorry. what you're saying. No, you're you're perfectly on track with this, Baron. So, the back is up a, a smidge. They were talking about the other two games. They did say they were going to be smaller games that were never meant to be exclusives and they feel like the best thing for those games is to get them out on another platform so that those development studios get the most exposure possible. I love this because it's pro developer. It's pro consumer. Yes. And I think that's great that they have this mentality and perspective at this. Um, and one of those is Hi-Fi Rush. Well, it's rumored as to far be as we know, it, it I might am be stoked. And everybody should play Hi-Fi I'm Rush. So um, yes, it was before so Resident Evil 4 was my game of the year. See, like this is this is the thing. Like just talking about the exclusive thing is, I was so excited to play Hi-Fi Rush because when we were doing the Smashies and all the Game of the Year stuff, I was like, "Damn, Hi-Fi Rush looks amazing! Why have I never seen this mm-hmm. game?" And I'm like, "I'm on the store. I'm like, where the hell is it? I can't find it." And then I learned it's an exclusive. I was like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So speaking of exclusive exclusives, though, that was another point they talked about. They said the Xbox is still going to have exclusives. <clears throat> X Games will still always be the best first on Xbox. And they're still developing games uh, for Xbox to make Xbox more of a platform, too. This is where I get most excited hearing them talk because they start talking about cross-play, cross-save. Play with your friends wherever they're playing and play on whatever device you want to play. They're making it as easy as possible to play with everyone no matter what because that's my biggest frustration as a gamer is not being able to play with my friends where they want to play. It's like, what console are you buying mm-hmm. the, the game for? Ah, well, I'm going to get it for this console. And it does it have crossplay. Nope, crap. Then I guess we're not playing. Yep. And that's always been a big issue for me. Even now to this day, I still have issues with the, the cross save and cross progression on PlayStation. Xbox has nailed that shit. They're still working on it. It's still not perfect, but it's it works so freaking well. Uh, I'm going to yeah, run I'm through really some of this stuff ever- real quick and then we can break some more down. <laughs> They announced Diablo 4 is coming to Game Pass finally after the all the rumors after the Activision Blizzard acquisition that the Blizzard games were going to come to Game Pass. So Diablo 4 is going to be the first. It's coming to Game Pass on March 28th. We already They did say that more Activision Blizzard games are going to come to Game Pass. So they're going to blast Game Pass with Activision Blizzard value. Um, they talk about the play anywhere, how when you buy a game once on Xbox, you get it on everything. You get it on Xbox, you get it on PC, you get it wherever you're going to play, cloud everywhere there's no buying it on different versions different platforms like ps4 versus ps5 which is another annoyance i want to quote here phil spencer had a quote where he says um he's talking about the play anywhere technology where you know players get the multiple entitlements for a game he says a technology i'd love to see applied to more platforms he's specifically calling out the other platforms for not doing that i think the leak whoever did it was to kind of force hands force all hands on deck to slow this process down of becoming full on Sega. Mm. I, I really believe it. Cause they, let, let's, I hate, I hate talking like I know what's going on. Right. I, I really do. Cause I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I am a consumer and I love to spend money. I will tell you this when I stopped seeing 
Phil Spencer and I started seeing Satya Nadella talking on behalf of Xbox on every general, not on every mainstream space, like not Twitter, not some podcast. No, like CNN, Fox, like you're you're not seeing Phil. Why am I not seeing the president of Xbox? Why am I seeing Microsoft? I I really was ready to that Phil was about to get the order. Like, hey, all that cute, fun console exclusive stuff. Go throw, throw it away. We got money to make. We make money. Go out here and make this money. Go and sell these games everywhere. Like, the, and it just because if it's about profit, and that's when I started seeing Satya coming around a lot. That's what my thought was. Oh, it's a money move, which makes sense. Put the games everywhere. Like if it's pure, let's take out gaming. Let's take out love for consoles and nostalgia and arcades. And you don't even get to put coins in the machine anymore at arcades. Mm -hmm. Pinballs have a little card thing where you slap next to it. It's so ugly. But um, this is the world we live in, right? So it's easy for me to fathom Microsoft, not Xbox. Microsoft saying we're stepping in, put it in everywhere. I don't if the if it can connect to a controller, we want the game there, charge regular price. And if they want, we can put Game Pass there. Because let's be honest, they would put Game Pass on PlayStation if they could. Oh yeah. I mean they've yeah. been marketing Game Pass as the Netflix of games since its initial release back in like 2017. And that's exactly what it's become. <laughs> and it's yep. excelling. Yes, absolutely. It's it. the best game service that's that's available as a, as a subscription. Hundred percent. Raise PlayStation Plus. So, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's that was my whole thing, and I just, I it wasn't. Mm. It didn't sound so far fetched. You know, like like the idea of Xbox making that shift and be like, hey, you know, mm. we're just gonna put it everywhere, guys. Sorry. The bigger notions from this was. Um, moving forward, Xbox is always going to ensure that your library goes with you, which is huge when it comes to digital games and preservation, because that's the biggest fear when it comes to buying digital games is you'll lose that digital game purchase. And that is something that I'm glad to hear that they're keeping in focus. Um, they talked about how their growth rate has doubled on PC and mobile over the last five years, um, that they still will continue to have a hardware as a flagship experience. They didn't say Xbox specifically, but they did say hardware. Now, I'm not saying that you're wrong, Baron, but also you kind of right. This could this could be them transitioning into more of like a Sega type thing. They might go hard on, we're just going to try to make it so that our games are wherever you're playing, regardless of what you're playing on. And again, that's a money move for sure. They did go on to say that they they will have updates on hardware coming this holiday, as well as investments that they're making in the next generation. And they said that there's a focus on the largest technical leap you've ever seen in a hardware generation. What does that mean? Another Xbox or just PCs or just we don't know that I'm ready to spend money, baby. If, there, if there's anything to lean on, they're, they're saying that they're looking at the next generation and it's going to be the largest technical leap you've ever seen. To me, that sounds like they're going to start trying to sell like supercomputers as gaming consoles. Which, I mean, if you're not buying an Xbox, what are you buying? You're buying a gaming PC. You know, you're going to spend a thousand, two thousand dollars or more on something like that. So 
maybe they're going to go like Nintendo, where Nintendo stopped selling the mobile platform and the console and just said, okay, now we're just going to take both of those and make it one thing. Maybe yeah. Xbox is going to bridge the gap of game, console gaming with PC gaming. It it feels like something that's, uh, I mean, it's so vague, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's oh, very we're going to blow your it's like what is it it feels like maybe it's something that's more conceptual than just like we're going to give you something super powerful so kind of like like vr was like a huge technical leap forward because like this is just a crazy concept of like you get to play games in virtual reality so it feels like something like that like xbox are going to come out and say like hey here's this next big thing like the connect or VR or something like that. It feels like there's something like, like that kind of brewing. I thought that was very interesting. They said that. Cause I was like, what, 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 what can we, what can we add to our gaming experience now? Like well, legitimately, what I couldn't add? help but think about earlier when you were saying like, you know, what else can it do? And then Xbox comes out with this, you know, largest technical leap kind of thing. And to me, that's kind of like, just, is it how possible? Ready player is one. That? Yeah, right. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, the PlayStation, cool. PlayStation Nine. You inhale the little nano machines. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, no. Uh, so I'm so. I, bro, I. You don't understand. You, you have no That's idea. What I meant. My wife already knows. My family knows. They're like, when the trial periods come up, Baron's gonna be a crash test dummy. And I'm gone. Um, and it's okay. And they know. Like it's already it's already we have discussions. The wife knows. Decided. She's like, it's either he's gonna get in a pod and get shipped off to whatever space and frozen in time, or he's gonna sign up to be Matrix. Like it, it's yeah, all the way. You're gonna be they, they know the, the cure toe with the SAO headset where you're gonna get like put into a coma and then you're gonna live in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> they know my family knows. I have these Baron conversations. Just goes with like them. a cyborg, half of his face is just middle. Dang. <laughs> like, like, uh, dad? Yes. No. Hello, son. I love you. <laughs> I love uh, you, designation 4.89. Let me close out a few more thoughts and then we can wrap this up. Uh, one of the other things that I wanted to hit on was another quote from Phil where he talked about respecting the investments of its players in Xbox going forward. Another big thing that means a lot to me, especially because like Nintendo has burned me hard. I'm buying digital and then you lose that come next generation. So I'm good. To, I'm glad to hear that like my massive digital library I've been building for the last two generations is going to keep moving forward. Uh, and then a quote by Sarah Bond, she says, player first features, cross play, cross save, cross progression, backwards compatibility, being able to play your game anywhere you want because the investments in their because of their investments in cloud gaming and taking the games forward with you. These are all things to me that like speak volumes as a gamer and the yeah. things that I care about going forward plus we're going to get more Sounds updates like from a june showcase so it's a lot to break down are you are you concerned about xbox games going to playstation i'm not no 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 i, I, would, just, I, I would i would love it dude there's so yeah. many xbox there's so many games on xbox that are exclusives that i would love to play on playstation so i mean like we were talking about this the other day mm -hmm. we'd be like how wild would it be if like in a couple of years from now you'd be able to play halo on playstation or something right like that would be wild and the coolest thing about it like the cross play and cross save if that was implemented oh my god how great yeah, i feel be? like i was gonna say this earlier i feel like it, it's it's 
it, it's time. It's It's been fun to joke about it. It's been fun to say, oh, you want to play on this console? <laughs> you want to play on this? It's been fun to laugh about it for now. But seriously, crossplay needs to be a fucking industry standard. Those. Yeah, it, it's not it's not acceptable anymore that mm-hmm. you get games that are released and it's like, oh, we've got them on all the platforms, but you can only but... play with your platforms because the technology is there. It's 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 not like, oh, we can't do this. It's not mm-hmm. possible. The technology is there. You can do it. Just you can do it. Yes, and then it's at the detriment. It's at the detriment to the studios. Mm-hmm. It's not even for it hurts nobody but those exactly. Mm-hmm. Players are, players are not buying games because they crossplay. Because they're not crossplay. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts them. Oh, quite and it, just, it baffles me. It honestly, you would give a game legs if it has crossplay. Like mm-hmm. you, you're almost guaranteeing that this game's going to live longer than initially anticipated, simply mm-hmm. because there's a hundred people across four platforms across Earth who are still keeping it going. <laughs> like, 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 it, 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 like. Let me let me ask you this. Uh Gotham Knights didn't do didn't do tremendously well, right? That game did not have crossplay. Do you think it would have done even at least a little bit better if it had crossplay? 100 percent 100 percent My friend and I, my friend and I, he has an Xbox, I have a PlayStation. We were super we were super, super amped for Gotham Knights, and then we saw the reviews were not great. So we we thought, cool, let's hold off and wait for it to come to the subscription services. Because also it wasn't crossplay. If that was crossplay, we probably would have bought it day one. I'm still remembering now that I was irked that Elden Ring didn't have crossplay when it came out. Like, are you fucking shitting me? One of the biggest games of the year doesn't have crossplay. It's, and it's on every dude. It needs to be an industry standard. It's it's not acceptable anymore. It's ridiculous that that studios are not. What is it? Doing I think it was. Um, I think it was Helldivers when I boot up Helldivers and it first does the setup process with the unit. It says, do you want to turn on crossplay? And I'm like, yes. And then it pops up with another message saying, you're going to play with people on other platforms. And I'm like, I know I want that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, please. Yeah. Sign me up. Lots of yeah. things. Lots of things. Uh, we didn't get to get into all of those like I wanted to, but oh my God. Let me get your final thoughts on like what this presentation means to you. I get to play Hi-Fi Rush soon. <laughs> Hopefully. I think right. in the end, I think more more people will find more people will find enjoyment in games. And at the end of the day, like that's all I'm worried about. I I don't care about sales. I don't care about numbers, whatever. Just if if me and my friends are having fun playing games, I don't care where you're playing it on. Like as long as everybody's happy, I'm happy. That's that's, that's it, pretty it much sounded, where I stand. It sounded positive. It sounded like Xbox was saying that they were saying, listen, we want you to play games. We want you to have fun. And it's, it's, it's kind of a nice thing to hear in an industry that's a bit toxic at the moment as well. They're mm. kind of saying For sure. like, we just, we want people to enjoy these things instead of just ruthlessly. I mean, that's the thing about Sony is that they ruthlessly just want to sell and sell and sell and sell. So if Xbox come out and say, listen, we just want to make things fun again is, is pretty cool. I think it's a, it's a big W. Okay, I'll give a big dub to uh, to Xbox. It's a great thing about them being the underdog is they can do these things. They can take chances yeah. on themselves. PlayStation, yeah. they've been on top for so long, they're settled in their ways. Why would they change from something that's been so successful? Mm-hmm. That's the way I see Good it. Point. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah. And that's ultimately for me, that's why it was so nerve-wracking when all the stars aligned to that Xbox could finally not be a joke console in the general community like it could like if they if they announced call of duty's exclusive they would immediately become the number one console without without debate like there would be no 
because Call of Duty is every year the number one selling game. Like <laughs> it's it just like outside of last year with Hogwarts Legacy, crazy. Um, but um, it so it was just so weird to to see them finally in a position. You know, as a big time Xbox fan, somebody who's owned all consoles, like I'm, you know, I've been gaming on PC for Lord knows how long, uh, Diablo two days and RuneScape. And then, you know, um, then I got the PlayStation. I have my Switch. I, you know, I, I try to, I try to have everything. I even found a Game Gear somewhere. But um, just knowing, knowing that and knowing how the console warring stuff works, to see you finally get a huge leg up. Every star is aligned. Everything's mm-hmm. going. And then you're like, no, guys, we're sharing. It's like, oh, what? <laughs> what? It, it was just, it's just so weird. Like years of Xbox has no games. Like going through it, being somebody a fan of Xbox. So now you're in a position to just take it home. And you're like, you know what, guys? Power of friendship. <laughs> Xbox is yes. killing them with I mean, kindness. They're taking, they're taking the higher road, like you know, because that's something that PlayStation, you know, they should have probably done. Yeah, it's not there somewhere. No, do we do we think at all that it's that, that is Xbox admitting defeat in some kind of way? I thought they've already admitted defeat in terms yeah, of he like said consoles that. and yeah, like, he meant yeah. yeah. sales like for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. He said we lost the last generation, which was like the generation not to lose. And with your digital libraries, you're not going anywhere. Like wherever you're rooted, you're not going anywhere else. But I think it's like, like you said, Dan, it's like killing him with kindness. It's kind of, I think it's, it's Xbox saying like, listen, we, we're not winning the console war, but you know what? Let's, there's no, there's, there's no reason we need to be rivals or competitors. You know, we are in the entertainment industry, essentially, and let's try and entertain people. And I, it's a cute, like I said, it's a huge dub. So huge here's dub. The, the big thing Xbox. here is they might be losing consoles, as the console wars, as it mm-hmm. were, as far as sales, the physical sales of the consoles. But what they're winning and they're going to continue winning is services. And services are what makes money. And that's where they're going to continue to make yep. money. Yep. So they're they're going to start like you might not even see it you might not realize it they're not going to be in the the rhetoric of the the zeitgeist of all the terms of the mental space that they might hold in your brain but already like let's talk about the microsoft thing you don't even think about the fact that every piece of technology you own has microsoft somewhere in there yep mm-hmm. i was i was gonna say that earlier <laughs> like like all of the playstation exclusives all of the people that make playstation consoles what com- what operating system do you think they use on their computers when developing <laughs> they Linux. make those games no, with I- <laughs> microsoft i remember the funniest thing i was watching <laughs> at that documentary for the last of us the first one uh, it's called grounded yeah and the funny mm-hmm. thing is like it's this big like sony exclusive game and one guy had like his weight screen on and was a big Windows logo. I just thought that's so funny. <laughs> like, and that's the reality. But of that's it. that's what it is. That's it's what makes like the, to- the toxicity or... of the console wars laughable because it's like ridiculous, it's, dude. You're, it's ridiculous. <laughs> dude, doesn't it's Sony like use saying, Azure? Yep. Yeah, I think so. They licensed Azure, I think, through uh, Microsoft. Plan- like, come on. Like, your multiplayer is built in Microsoft. Like, Microsoft like, and on. PlayStation and Sony have deals with, like, Blu-ray. You know, Microsoft has deals mm-hmm. with Azure. For Like, they share technologies with each other. <laughs> Both consoles are amazing, and we love them. 
yep. I will always be an omnivore, gaming omnivore. That's how I like to look at it. Like I have everything. I play everything. I just want the best experience for everyone. I want everyone to enjoy their games. That's what we're all about here is everyone. Hell yeah, dude. Enjoy your games. Play your games. Have fun with them. Play with your friends with cross-play, goddammit. <laughs> Please, dude. But yeah, with that, uh, we do need to close out the show. Thank you, Baron, for joining us this evening. It's lovely having you. Guys, I'm going to get a tinfoil hat for the next time you're on the show. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, tinfoil hat time. No. Brandy's no, got look, one. No, Love hey, it. no, thank you guys so much for having me, man. This is it's always fun chatting with y'all. Yeah. And, you know, Fallout 3 is the best Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like low-key, throw that in there. Fallout 3 is the best Fallout. Just, just saying. saying. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. You know, he's hacking and whacking and whacking. <laughs> He's hacking and whacking. Uh, be sure to uh, go over to couchsoup.com. Sign up for a free membership if you haven't already. There you can join us on the circle space where we can engage with you, our listeners, and uh, chat with us. Talk about suggestions for the show. Tell us what you thought of our conversations. Tell us how much you love Baron. And I'll send screenshots to Baron and tell him how much everybody loves him. <laughs> But yeah, thank you all for being here with us this evening. Uh, This has been a great episode. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you and game over, folks. Love one another. Now kiss. Love one another. Yay! Look, I even got the little keyboard on. Oh, I missed the chat pad, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, the chat pad. Chat pad. Chat pad. Ah, I love <laughs> the chat pad. Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question. What is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. From the team that brought you the award-winning show Retro Replay and the Emmy-nominated comedy series Con Man, comes a new idea just crazy enough to be good. Introducing Couch Soup. I know, I know, you're probably wondering, what is Couch Soup? Well, Couch Soup is content for your hungry nerd soul. Daily articles from fans, not pundits. Weekly podcasts that contain a multiverse of opinions on all things pop culture. Exclusive videos and weekly live streams where we laugh, scream, and sometimes have technical difficulties. All created by folks like you. The gamers, the film nerds, the TV bingers, comic book lovers, bookworms, and pop culture enthusiasts all in one giant bowl of beautiful, disgusting, soupy goodness at CouchSoup.com. 